Good morning. You're now tuned in to Address That Handle You podcast with your host, Mr. C. Good morning. Uh. Address That uh. Handle You. Uh. Good morning. This is the Address That uh. Handle You podcast. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Address That Handle You podcast with your host, Mr. C. Thank you for your ongoing support. This platform is brought to you on behalf of Grown Folks Business, Inc. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. We all have a network. Share Address That Handle You podcast. It costs nothing, and it's not hard to do. Today, I would like to thank everyone that continues to show their interest in the morning show. I would like to acknowledge all my affiliates, starting off with Grown Folks Business, Inc., the GAH Foundation, PTSD Talk TV, Silverback Guerrilla News, Militant Minded, Play Little Music, Meeting of the Men, and last but not least, Midwest to the BX. Those are all my associate affiliates and 
you know, salute to them. It's a nice little team, nice little network we have. We're looking to expand and grow. But until then, we will continue to keep moving forward. Today, I want to share an essay I wrote called Self-Respect, Dress Codes, and Our Environment. This was an assignment I had to do for my writing critical inquiry class with Professor Orr. Shout out to Professor Orr while I was attending UAlbany University. This class was very interesting to me because it showed me a broader perspective when it comes to a different style of writing. In this essay, I discuss my memories growing up in the Bronx, how my parents raised me and my brother in a place that was considered a war zone with moral character. I also talk about my experience at UAlbany as it related to the dress code inside the classroom. I also talked about female students as well as professionals dressing inappropriately. As a man with females in his family, I became more concerned about inappropriate dressing and bringing awareness to my point to why we must teach our children respect for self and others. Let me begin <clears throat> again. This was a class I had took had to take in um, the University of Albany. This was part of my um, accreditation to get closer to a bachelor's degree. Um, so this is something I worked on. This is one of the classes I took. And I like this class first and foremost because they... Um, Mr. Professor Orr showed us different types of writing. You know, there's persuasive writing, there's different types of writing. And I was able to take this class and it was kind of accelerated to, to say the least because we had to do a lot of writing and rewriting and rewriting again. So it was very educational to say the least for me to be in an environment where I was learning something that was pertaining to my craft and my skill, which is writing. I like to write. I like to read. I like to write. I like to figure out problems. So pretty much that's in a nutshell. But during my time at the University of Albany, these, this class right here was one of the classes that really got my attention because it tapped into how I communicated with people and how to write in a way that people could understand and I could take them on a journey. And it was like we analyzed poems and different writings and then we had to tap into what the person writing the article or the story, what was their purpose or what was they trying to prove? Because every time you write an essay, you want to start off with an introduction of what you're going to be talking about. Then you're going to want to break down what you're talking about. In some cases, people use personal experiences, for, but for the paper to be accredited, you have to have resources. You have to have different things that can pertain to your your, your story that you're telling. So you have to use references and you have to cite the references and things of that nature. It's a whole big conglomerate of 
styles of writing. You know, when I was in college, when I first attended college in 2000, they was on MLA. And then when I got to further off into my journey in education, there was APA. And then the last one that I recently experienced at UAlbany was Chicago style. Now, these all have different ways to reference what are you uh, studying and it pertains to how you put your paper together, where you're getting your references from. You can't just get your references, especially at universities and colleges. I don't know about anywhere else, but you can't get references from articles that's not accredited. That's the main thing. And that's why college is a great experience for anybody to um, be a part of. And I was grateful to be a part of that. And I eventually intend to go back to school. So be on the lookout for that because I want to take this journalism slash podcast slash communication thing to the next level. So with that being said, I'm going to read a little bit of my paper that I wrote for this class. It's called Self-Respect, Dress Codes, and Our Environments. And it starts off by, I remember my years as a child enjoying warm days in the South Bronx. Every day, a similar stench of piled trash and building fires that still burned blew through our apartment window. Yet, as always, I gave it little attention, enjoying any breeze of air that our few windows allowed it allowed in. My parents' primary concern was moral character as opposed to the impacts of our community. On the days like these, when I was ordered to stay inside, to stay alive or have to face my father when he came home from work, the time was spent with my mother getting valuable teachings. During these talks, my mother would always remind me to have respect for everyone, even if they don't have respect for themselves, especially women. As an adult now, I continue to encounter so many individuals, as my mother would explain to me, mostly women who challenge these teachings. Nowadays, many people in different communities present society with a major dilemma of chaos and confusion, trampling the autonomous belief systems of others, oftentimes publicly and politically demanding respect for behaviors and attire which communicates a lack of respect for self or others. This major dilemma presented itself again when I first enrolled at the University of Albany in the fall of 2018, while the weather was still fair. My experience on campus as well as in the classroom forced me to see intimate body parts of students, primarily numerous young women. I see them and I see my mothers, grandmothers, nieces, aunts, daughters, and community children who are the children of some of these people. One time I had to sit through an entire class where a female classmate dressed promiscuously, promiscuously and quite inappropriate. The student was center of attention instead of the curriculum as some students looked on in disgust while others looked on lustfully. Either way, I don't think none of the class really got the lesson for that day. It bothers me personally because I am very passionate about self-respect especially when it comes to the women in my family. To see young women not being mindful of how they present themselves in an educational setting, such as a university, is definitely troubling. 
I was taught that the body parts should always remain hidden, concealed, and exposure requires permission for removal and consent. Public exposure is not agreed upon and causes confusion, especially in the mind of an individual who desires for sexual pleasure rest on violence if necessary. There are the types of individuals I serve. Many do not choose to think or behave in this manner. It is diagnoses that are oftentimes ignored and overlooked because of someone's high-level functional capabilities, such as maintaining a high GPA or a career profession or a family. Um, from my child's elementary school to the college campus, I am forced to see students and so-called professionals who dress as if they're intentionally exploiting their body parts in a promiscuous sexual manner. At one point in my life, I was more than sure that there was specific environments and places for this type of dress code and behavior, such as a strip club, the avenues infested with prostitution, adult porn industry, but definitely not the school or work environment. This is quite disturbing and can trigger distorted thoughts that consent is being given considering how public display <clears throat> welcomes everyone to participate in enticing or undressing, which also imposes exposure to sexual imagery. My experience has taught me that psychopath that a psychopath or individual with mental illness can still manage to be an honor student at SUNY. Promiscuity is often mixed with or caused by alcohol, drug use, which produces a toxic outcome. It is evident that the lack of headstrong discourse about these issues in daily communication only the deepens unawareness and ultimately tarnishes the reputation of all SUNY campuses. I'm going to stop right there. And um, what I want to touch on as far as what I just read was during my um, <clears throat> semesters at UAlbany, I noticed a lot of young women, some older women, dressing inappropriately. And for a father of daughters and a father that respects women to the utmost respect, a lot of these young ladies that I encountered during my studies, they would walk around half-dressed, you know, and these was young ladies. You know, I'm a seasoned older man. So... Some of these young ladies that was around me or in my class or sat in lecture halls with me were young children to me because they was around the ages of my children. So it was very troubling to see not only the young ladies walking around with booty shorts on the campus and nobody correcting that, you know, like the professors wouldn't say nothing. You know, and it was like uncomfortable to say the least to be around young ladies dressing like we at the club and we supposed to be learning. And some in some cases, these young ladies became a distraction for the class because the young men in my class was gawking and lusting 
at these young ladies in different periods of times while in class. And also what really disturbed me was because we pay money for these courses to get our degrees and some are fortunate enough to have their parents taking care of them. And it's sad because a lot of the parents that I observe with their children on campus, they care about their children. They worry about their children, but they allow their children to attend these college campuses and there'd be so much going on. You know, I saw so many inappropriate things going on, but as an elder, as a grown man, I was in a state of mind of just focusing on my schoolwork. But it was just something that I noticed a lot. I noticed a lot of young ladies in school not carrying themselves like young ladies. And believe it or not, a lot of sexual crimes happen on campuses. You know, there was a few times where things had happened on the campus, you know, parties and fights and then things of that nature, sexual deviance going on. I think at one time, there was a young lady missing off campus. I don't remember if they found her or not, but I recall there was a young lady missing on campus and they was worried about her because she had went out off campus to a party, I believe, and she was never to be seen. So these types of things are scary, especially when you have children that's college age that go away to college and they get around the wrong people. Like we in upstate New York, even though we're not in the city of New York, it's still the same vibes, upstate New York, depending on where you're at. So I was bringing awareness in my class to the females in my class without being directly pointing them out or pointing the finger about who I'm talking to. You know, at the end of the day, I just wanted to bring awareness and I wanted to do it in a creative way. So using this class to talk about these topics was pretty uh, cool because I was able to give this information out without really hurting anybody's feelings, but a lot of the young ladies in my class, they agreed with me and they understood and they was like, that was um, a great perspective. So I was able to, you know, do a couple of other papers like this because that caught my attention the most, seeing young ladies walking around dressed inappropriately. And it was, you know, it bothered me because like I said, I have daughters and I have females in my family and the young ladies that I'm around don't carry themselves like that. But these young ladies either haven't been taught, you know, you have to teach the children. You know what I'm saying? As a man with females in my family, I become more concerned about inappropriate dressing and bringing awareness to the point to why we must teach our children respect for self and others. That's very important. But with that being said, I'm going to take a quick commercial. I'm going to let y'all listen to curricular music. 
This is Laylo Music featuring Mike Militant. They have a nice movement going on. They working on curriculum. So this music called hip hop is going to be used as curriculum to teach literacy to the youngsters that need help. Because a lot of these youngsters listen to hip hop music, but at the end of the day, they don't um, understand that it's not about destruction. It's about creation and being creative, not destructive. Nothing destructive. But with that being said, this is called Curriculum Music by Lalo Music featuring Mike Militant. This is the Address That Hand to You podcast with your host, Mr. C. I'll be back shortly. Peace. Yeah. than the lives of whiners who never had fathers. Harder than written dissertations, you'll never make doctor. Free men and women, no runaway slaves, we hard, but no cheat sheet. Study guide coded in lyrics, but y'all got reprobate minds, can't peep the signs, you keep cheating. You ain't even number two, can't be led when you broken. I use my mixtape as adhesive when the pieces keep falling, no erasing, no. You're not allowed to write in crayon, coloring apps on your phone, grown-ups trying to be on with the children on. They act like educated grammar for peons, if that's the mindset, you won't hear me even with headphones on. I be yelling, gone, get the hell on, get your young ass on, before I come through with that sound that turn your street lights on. Women and children be inside before darkness falls, and you men, get some tests, be it's another test tomorrow. Welcome, welcome, this curriculum music, no trap, no drill, no rap, experience music. They say, who are you? You knew that it's the new kid? No, and nobody tooling years, curriculum music. Welcome, this curriculum music, no trap, no drill, no rap, experience music. They think I'm the new kid now, 20 years writing curriculum music. When a beat drop, I spit vocabulary, make withering brain strain, run, go get a dictionary. I ain't talking about asking Alexa, I'm the interceptor, here to slap you with lectures, the life professor. Redirect ya, get you back to literacy, lyrically my words be formed for those who choose maturity. The rest lost dizzy and ditzy, I come to teach babies, the ones who aging. No room in my class for overage lazies who begging for somebody to give them the answers on how to avoid the truth or get out a noose. When I hit the booth, you get a study guide and a syllabus. But playing in my streets get you hit with my school bus. They play retarded, absent or tardy, over obsession with their body, so they dance and party. It's only clowns that make this life look so amusing. But I'm dead and all that with this curriculum music. Welcome, welcome. This curriculum music, no trap, no drill, no rap, experience music. They say, who are you? You knew that it's the new kid. No, that nobody tuning years curriculum music. Welcome, it's curriculum music. No trap, no drill, no rap. Experience music. They think I'm the new.
new kid now 20 years writing curriculum music are you illiterate these fools choose to move belligerent expecting militant not to represent the life experiment my brain logic tapped into college my style esoteric i'm moving object when you hear it no pity when you from a city that gets busy on the vision execute the mission stand firm to hold your position you must learn wait your turn when time is up make a decision a sitting duck man-made religion got you stuck i move different been dipped spirits lifted listen mike millie militant on the mic address that hand to you that's gfb the spiritual union the movement is not for your amusement not what we doing that's how we moving here to bring you that curriculum music welcome this curriculum music this curriculum music that's how we do it wordplay so fluent the movement life experience universal intelligence undisputed curriculum music this curriculum music that's how we do it wordplay so fluent the movement life experience universal intelligence undisputed curriculum music yeah curriculum music Yes, yes, y'all. Good morning. This is Address That Hand of You podcast with your host, Mr. C. The song you just heard was Curriculum Music. That was by Lalo featuring Mike Militant. Salute to them for that. They said, Address That Hand of You. That's GFB. <laughs> they don't know. But anyway, I'm going to get back to my paper because I'm about to close out the show. It says, I learned that sex crimes at the campus was recorded with the campus police and reoccurred at alarming rates, making it obvious that the university had a major failure to address more serious than education alone. According to the University of Albany's Education Student Conduct Campus Crime Information website, the University of Albany releases an annual report of crime committed on the campus. This campus link states that a copy of the University at Albany Campus Crime Statistics under the Clery Act, as reported annually to the U.S. Department of Education, is available on the following website, httppolice.albany.edu slash ASR. Of the many crimes listed, such as burglary, murder, etc., there are three crimes that have a higher number than the others. The first one is rape. The second one is dating violence. And the third is fondling, not to mention the high numbers of drug and alcohol usage. I understand that human rights are imperative. However, rhetoric jargon diminishes the true purpose and meaning for the human rights stand for. Educators, parents, and students dressing as if their intentions are to bring their personal sexual desires and lifestyle preference to the school or workplace should not should not be an argument of human rights. If humans want rights to specific behaviors, they should not impose it upon others who do not share the need or yearning for that same value. Any organization or entity with mediocre enforcement of the dress code is allowed. The drug and alcohol use will also be ignored or overlooked. Again, 
this sends a strong message that Albany educational standards rest upon frailty. These rules should be enforced more diligently, maybe even a uniform policy if necessary, to monitor and assess how the uniform dress policy lowers the numbers of sex-related crimes. SUNY administration fails to hold students accountable for their lack of respect for others. Our SUNY communities definitely need to address this problem from this perspective. And like I stated before, this is something that I worked on in college uh, for my writing critical inquiry class with Professor Orr. Salute Professor Orr while attending New Albany. Um, I thank everyone for tuning in. I'm about to shut it down. Just stay tuned. I will go through most of my curriculum and my papers and my essays that I wrote for my classes to show y'all that I had innovation and I had drive. With that being said, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. We all have a huge network. Share address to handle you with your peoples. And with that being said, I thank everybody for tuning in. Until next time, peace and always love. Address that. Handle you. Greetings, brothers and sisters and friends. Brother Shine. And to my many enemies. Uh, you gotta get up, get out and get something. Address that. Handle you. Uh, early morning, kind of sleeping, still yawning, log on it, die toning, but up a phoning for a blessing. Will you help me get my ass up out the bed and go? God love me because he said it so. Don't look away because I beg for more than I ever, ever had. Praying for the future, but I'm dealing with the past. Mama say I worry because I'm too much like my dad. Some things are forever, nothing ever lasts. Like the rising of the sun, oh, and big mama pass. Time travel fast, something you shall find. Awake from your slumber, open up your blinds. My radio listeners around the world. You gotta get or get out and get something. Why risk when now the world running? Brother Shine. Brother Shine.